The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, why is it that many of us would rather send a text than make a phone call to a stranger? Or why do we keep quiet instead of airing our annoyance about a person who is creating some frustration? Well, joining us now to explain why we do this is Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist, author of Relationships on the Edge and co-host of the podcast Tough Love. Stephanie, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Good to see you. Now, some people just barge in and do what has to be done. But most people try to avoid conversations they know are going to be difficult. That's right. And and there is a variation. You're absolutely right there. Some people can kind of, people who are less sensitive to the social cues will be inclined to barge straight in there and, um, you know, make the complaint or or raise the kind of awkward situation. But for most people, the, the awkwardness comes up as a kind of, a, it's a kind of a social trigger that's in us, you know, that prompts us to realise this could be difficult. Maybe I will not be accepted after this. So, you know, we are very well hardwired for that, you know, for that prompt, some people more sensitive than others. And um, and that's exactly what you're picking up. There. It's not the same as embarrassment. It's not like, you know, um, other kind of negative social emotions, you know, lack of confidence, things. It's not related to those. It's much more related to this evolutionary thing in us, mm-hmm. which is that that we know we can be cast out if we're not socially accepted. So we don't want to ruffle feathers. We don't want to... Offend. Offend. We don't want to hurt. We don't want people to think badly of us. We don't want to to sort of transgress any social sort of cue that, that we're not absolutely sure about. And we know that... We also know that people get, you know, they get more tense when the situation is unclear. So the awkwardness is more inclined to rise when the situation is unclear. In other words, if you're in a restaurant, the food is bad, something is completely wrong, people don't find that as difficult to deal with as a situation where there doesn't seem to be anything wrong, but you don't like it. You know, it, yeah. it becomes it becomes unclear if you have a right to speak or will they, how will they re- react to how I speak? That's what matters is in this situation. different with total strangers than it might be with people you know or do the same rules kind of apply? I think it's a very similar rule a very similar rule but but it's 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 harder if you don't if you don't know people because obviously the factor then of the unknown is greater and the the tension that can be brought up is going to rise more intensely and more quickly because you don't know the less you know the more difficult it's going to be but equally in relationships people often very, you know, they avoid those awkward situations for different reasons. They don't want to offend. They don't want to put the relationship under pressure, particularly in the younger stages. We get over all that after 20 years. We raise all the awkward situations. Mm. But, you know, in the beginning, people often avoid those awkward conversations. With people they know in a family situation or a relationship, um, people do get to know each other's triggers. Yes. So they know if I mention the war again, Mm -hmm. it will be war. Yes, this is a known awkward conversation, yeah. as you say. Yeah, of course. And we know how to, you know, trigger each other, you know, and that happens quite a lot. I think it's a destructive thing, isn't it, that can go on in relationships where people know your soft spot. They know where if you're, you know, easily, you know, embarrassed, if you're, you know, don't want to talk about your family, you don't want to talk about your friends, whatever it is. So those triggers go on. But I think I think the thing about this is that that people, you know, people can, anxious people, can can sort of find this even more difficult than others. Also, people who are very empathetic tend to find it more difficult than others. So the more sensitive you are, the more difficult you may find it. Mm. But I really encourage people, you know, there's also that thing, I often think in Ireland, we're, we're, we're not great 
are we, at complaining. We're not great at standing up. We have a very strong sense of are we offending or are we open to offending others? I mean, is that historical? I think so. I think there's there's a lot of the, the kowtowing in us, you know, that yeah. sort of that tendency to, um, how would you say, to um, to in some way defer to the other. That's it. That's something that we can we can get a little bit stuck on. So it's really important that you challenge what you're thinking in this. You challenge what's going on inside in your mind when the awkwardness comes up. Is it reasonable? Take some deep breaths and make the simple complaint or the simple you know, whatever it is, is that needs to be spoken. A generational thing that uh, kids who like they don't make phone calls anymore. Yeah, they that's text each other and WhatsApp each other back and yeah. forth, back and forth. And uh, I would often watch this process and say, why don't you pick up the phone? Pick up the phone. Make yeah. that call. You'll have it done in two minutes. I know. But then, mind you, there are others who, once they get on the phone, never get off the phone. So, yeah, well, I think so they f- know in their bones. Yeah, if that's they, not going to work. If they do make the phone call, it's going to be a half an hour out of their yeah. life gone. Gone. And you see, they're in the. I, I know that, especially myself with with younger people in my own household. And I used to often find myself saying, you know, st- stop texting and emailing them. <laughs> Just ring them and talk to them. But you see, they haven't grown up with as much of the phone in hand as we have, and as much of that interface as we have. And if you put that together with all the COVID sort of withdrawal that they had, I think you have to really be a little kind to young people and that respect. So we have to encourage that kind of, you know, interaction, that kind of, you know, getting used to having the awkward conversations. Yeah. I mean, Shane Coleman, I heard him the other morning on breakfast uh, talking about an experience in a restaurant where uh, the what appeared to him to be a surly teenage waiter happened mm. a word to throw to him right. and yet went back to the pals behind the bar and was chatting away, you know, full of yeah. vivacity, yes. but didn't have a smile even for the customer. For the, for the customer, And, and you yeah. wonder whether that's just social awkwardness that they know how to talk to each other, but they don't know how to talk to a customer. Well, absolutely. Well, I have to say on that, I used to teach customer service training. So I definitely have to say that I think there's a real need to help people in the frontline, you know, frontline areas to understand that, in fact, people do like a nod. They do like a little, a little greeting. They don't want a huge conversation with you all the time, but they do like an acknowledgement. And that, I suppose that that kind of skill set is something like you're picking up there. We haven't got it in spades and we need to both learn it, encourage it in our children, but also learn it in ourselves and, and practice raising okay. smaller conversations. So if you have to have an awkward conversation, yes. uh, do you plan it? Yeah, I would plan it. I think now, obviously, if you're in a hotel situation, there could be many that can be a little bit, but, you know, a little bit quick, you know, off the mark. But try and pause, just pause a little bit. Take a deep breath. Why are you finding this difficult? Acknowledge it to yourself. Think about the outcome that you want. Think about what you're trying to actually get done here. Why are you complaining? Because you want a better room. You want a better meal. You want to enjoy your night, whatever it is. You know, so think about it. Set it up. If it's if it's with a, you know, if it's if it's the restaurant, obviously you do it where you are. But if it's a conversation which is difficult with a friend or a family member, be sure to sit down. Try and be in the sitting down position because talking down to people is not something anybody likes. It won't help this conversation. I always encourage people, Pat, to acknowledge their own discomfort, that little self-reveal. Hey, Pat, I'm really sorry I have to raise this with you. I'm not a bit comfortable about it, but you know it's so important to how we're going to be friends in the future. And there you go. You can couch it in a nice way without making the person feel you know, yeah. small or indeed making yourself look very big. So acknowledge that it's difficult for you. And at the end, you also need to draw to an end. You need to say, 
look, it was difficult to raise this, but I think going forward, we, you know, this will help us in the way we interact. As long as you're not dealing with the bully. Yeah. Who will just stomp on you. Yes. Bullies are another dimension. Another day, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist, author of Relationships on the Edge and host of the podcast Tough Love. Uh, Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.